This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. We've been in a series entitled Shatter the Pattern, Shatter the Pattern. My focus for today or my sermon topic for today is simply persist and resist, persist and resist. Persist has reference to endure, persevere, continue, keep going, follow through, go all the way with it. Resist has reference to stand against, to stand unmoved, to oppose, to interrupt it in progress. Again, persist. Keep going. Keep doing it. Keep showing up over and over again. Follow through with it. And then you have an empowerment to resist to interrupt whatever that bad pattern is in progress, whatever that situation is, you have the ability to resist it, to stop it in progress. James chapter 4 and verse 7 says, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I like how the Passion Translation renders it. It says, so then surrender to God. Stand up to the devil and resist him and he will flee in agony. Doesn't that make your heart leap? He will flee in agony. Move your heart closer and closer to God and he will come even closer to you. John chapter 8 verses 31 through 36 in the Passion Translation read this way. Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, who did he say it to? The Jews who believed in him. So now we are identifying who he's talking to. Do I have any believers in Christ in the room today? Amen, amen. Jesus said to the Jews who believed in him, when you continue to embrace, somebody say embrace. When you continue to embrace all that I teach, you prove that you are my true followers. For if you embrace, somebody say embrace. If you embrace the truth, it will release true freedom into your lives. Anytime he says something over and over again, that is important. Embrace all that I teach. Embrace the truth. And it will release true freedom into your life. Let's keep reading this. It says, surprised by this, they said, but we're descendants of Abraham. We're already free. How many of us feel that way? I'm a Christian. I go to church every week. Can't nobody tell me anything. Let's see what Jesus said. Surprised by this, they said, but we're the descendants of Abraham. We're already free. We've never been bondage to anyone. How could you say that we will be released into more freedom? I speak eternal truth, eternal truth, Jesus said. Not his truth, not her truth, not their truth, but eternal truth that comes only from the word of God. There is no his truth and her truth, and they're living in their 
The truth is from the word of God, and that truth is eternal, from everlasting to everlasting. When you sin, you are not free. May I repeat that again? When you sin, you are not free. May I repeat it just one more time? When you sin, you are not free. You've become a slave in bondage to your sin. My God today. Who was he talking to? He was talking to the believers who believed in him. He was talking to the believers. He wasn't even talking to the non-believers. He was talking to the believers that believed in him. He says, when you sin, you're not free. You're a slave. You're in bondage to your sin. And slaves have no permanent standing in a family like a son does, for a son is a part of a family forever. So if the son sets you free from sin, then you become true, a true son, and you become, listen to this, unquestionably free. <laughs> no question, without question, unquestionably free. He's talking to the believers in Christ, and he says, embrace the truth. Embrace my teachings and embrace the eternal truth from the word of God. Embrace has reference to clasp with your arms, press to your bosom, to hug, to gladly receive, to willingly and eagerly accept, to adopt it and adapt it in your real life, to grasp it, to cling to it, to clutch it, to grab it, to seize it, to adhere to it, to cherish it, to cleave onto it, and to be true to it. Embrace the teachings from the word of God. These are eternal teachings. This is the eternal truth. When you do that, you will become unquestionably free. No doubt about it. A slave, being a slave is to be completely, utterly, totally, fully, and thoroughly subject to something. Wow. To be completely, utterly, totally, fully, and thoroughly under the control of something. Come on, I'm still talking about shattering the pattern. We have patterns that we are completely, utterly, totally, fully, and thoroughly subjected to and under the control of the pattern. A slave does not have his own will. A slave has lost the posture to resist. Therefore, a slave surrenders himself to the power of whatever thing it is. He surrenders himself. He gives up his will to the thing that is controlling him. Whether it's a passion, it's power, it's lust, it's food, it's ambition, it's manipulation, it's popularity. Whatever it is, you give up your whole self to it. Webster's 1828 edition says, a slave is the lowest state in life. 
my God, today, God promised us that this year we could have better and we would have greater and he would do exceedingly abundant. He would astonish us on and on and on that we have no business living in the lowest state of life. But when I'm bound to anything, I have relinquished my power over to it. It's like working for somebody else. So whatever that thing is, whatever that Whatever that pattern is, you have surrendered your whole power and you you working for that thing as if you're a prisoner, as if you're a slave to it. No will, no choice, and no rights. Let's go back to what the book said in John chapter 8. It says, when the Son sets you free from sin then you are a true son. You're the real deal. And you will be unquestionably free. I need you to really fully get a revelation about this. You can be unquestionably free from any pattern that you may have been subject to. Unquestionably means without question. No ifs, ands, or buts about it, regardless of the lies and the insinuous, uh, insinuating um, insinuations of the enemy, I'm unquestionably free. That doesn't mean that thing won't knock on my door and ring my doorbell again, but when it does, I have, I have the ability to have a posture to resist. Come up in here with me, somebody. Have you ever been maybe with your children or something and you put the children behind you because now you have a posture of resisting. You don't walk up on my children. You don't walk up on Come on. I change my posture and I let you know I'm not playing with you. You want a piece of me? I'm not playing with this thing because I have a posture now to resist. I remember in youth camp, somebody, man, was walking up on all of them youth. I got, I went, went in front of them. Now, I'm five foot four on a good day. Are you listening to me? But when I tell you, every hair on the back of my head stood up because I'm going to resist you. You're not even walking up on these kids. I don't know who you thought you were. We have to have that same mindset when it comes to a pattern that keeps trying to repeat itself in our lives. you got to have a posture to stand up to it. Whom the Son set free is free indeed. Are you getting a revelation in here? When I have a posture and when I persist and resist, I have to engage consistent behavior. I have to enforce obedience. I, am, I don't need nobody else to enforce obedience on me. I have to enforce obedience. Are you listening to me? Ever since I've, you know, I've been working on myself and working on my diet and stuff, so I have certain people in my life that every time they say, do you need to be eating that? Oh, hold up, baby. You don't have to enforce nothing on me. I'm enforcing my own obedience. Just because you know my journey, I'm not asking you to enforce it. I'm consistently enforcing my own obedience. Are you listening to me? Otherwise, what happens when you're not with me 24-7? 
So what do you think I do when you're not around? So you don't have to enforce obedience on me. I willingly and consistently enforce obedience on myself. Consistent behavior, consistently. Remember I said persist and resist. Consistent means dependable, true, persistent, steadfast, unchanging, unfailing, adherence, complying, and practicing, and fulfilling principles, listen, or patterns of behavior. I do that for myself when I truly want to shatter the pattern. When I no longer want to be a slave to a pattern, a cycle that keeps coming back around, I find myself in the same place over and over. A circle, a cycle, a methodology, a pattern. I have to enforce consistent behavior over patterns that are in me that are robbing from me. Y'all better come up in here with me because I only got seven minutes on the clock. Webster's 1828 edition says, listen to this, and I'm quoting it word for word. Our future destiny depends on our behavior in this life. (laughs) You got to shatter some patterns in this life. We keep talking about the sweet by and but. No, the sweet here and now, you've got to enforce your own obedience to shatter patterns. When you persist, you have an empowerment to resist. You have a posture that will resist. Are you listening to me? When you consistently enforce your own behavior, you consistently persist and you resist, then you will learn how to handle frustration. Here's the thing. The reality of the matter that is in this life, you will face frustration and disappointment. But how do you face it? I face it resisting it. What? I'm not going to accept it. I am not going to live my life till Jesus comes frustrated, discouraged, and depressed. I'm just not going to do it. I am going to stand in a posture of resistance to it. Now, here's the thing. Some people don't stand in a posture of resistance to it because they can I'm just waiting on God. I'm just waiting on God. God is waiting on you. While you're waiting on God, God is waiting on you because he has already given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. Get a revelation that the enemy's strategy is to negatively influence your thinking, insidious insinuation, menacing mind games. He wants to negatively influence your thinking, which in turn affects your decision making. When he hammers your mind, he chisels his way into your mind, that begins to affect your decision making. Now, because you begin to believe these menacing mind games and these insidious insinuations and all of these accusations, now you're not even making good decisions. You're not even making good decisions. The devil cannot make you do anything Because your life is choice-driven. You live or you die by the choices you make. 
Now, whenever there's a battle, whenever there's a war, you just don't run out there roughshod, just bang, bang, bang. You better have a strategy. Are you listening to me? So let's talk about a strategy. The strategy is you got to get a revelation. that, And you got to keep telling yourself over and over and over again, get a revelation that frustration, disappointment, discouragement, and trouble, it can't last forever. Listen, trouble can't last always. Listen, unless you leave it be. And you let it fulfill its assignment. If you never cancel the assignment of trouble, then it will last forever. But you've got to be so bold and so tenacious. You've got to have unrelenting boldness. Didn't I tell you this in the beginning of the year? And you've got to tell yourself, listen, this too shall pass. Come on. When is the last time you spoke to a situation? A cycle, a circle, a pattern. You talk to it, this too shall pass. I have a posture of resistance, and this too shall pass. What does shall mean? No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I can't keep sitting there waiting for a spiritual frenzy to take me over. I have to have the spiritual insight from the word of God to know who I am and whose I am so that I can resist. When that man tried to walk up on the mute, Tavon was there. When that man tried, he was wondering, who who are you? I'm like, who are you? I know who I am. I'm the leader of all these kids. So you're not going to walk up on not one of them when you know who you are. Then you stand with bold tenacity. Are you listening to me? You have a posture of resistance. Come on. You are not your last mistake. You're not your last mistake. The devil has a menacing mind games and an accusation, and he tells you that's who you are. That's not who I am. I made a mistake. I had a moment of weakness, but now I'm Standing with a posture of resistance. When I persist, then I can resist. Get a revelation. Here are five principles that I want to give you as I close in my last two minutes. We're talking about a strategy. We need a stra- some of them. Some of those patterns are not that easy to shatter because they came down every generation. And in every generation, they gained more and more momentum. It became stronger. It had a stronger grip and a stronger hold. Some patterns I just like. I got one amen. Some patterns I just like. I like it. Even though it's robbing from me, it's robbing from my family, it's robbing from my children, it's robbing from a thousand generations, I like it. But I know that God's favor is promised to me. If I persist and I resist, I can shatter the pattern. Am I making faith to anybody? So even though I like it, I can still shatter the pattern. Come on, who likes Snickers? 
Hey, Twizzlers, Snickers, Twizzlers, Oreos. You can't just eat Snickers, Twizzlers, and Oreos for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Somebody say, oh, yes, I can. Yeah, and you gonna, your life is going to demonstrate it, too. You've got to have enough resolve to be persistent and resistant when it comes, even though you like it. Are you listening to me? I worked with a lady that said, I haven't drank water in 20 years. And then myself, and don't, don't judge me right here, I was wondering why her skin was so gray. And I was wondering why her, her face was, I'm not dogging her or anything. I was wondering what the problem, I, oh, there it is right there. Because it showed up in her life. Are you listening to me? I got stuff and you got stuff that's showing up in our lives because of patterns that we've not shattered. Are you listening to me? Even if we like it, we still have to shatter the pattern and establish New ones. Here's our strategy, and y'all know I'm not talking about anybody, but I noticed it, and I was wondering, why is she gray? I had never seen a gray person before. I saw different shades of melanin and things. I never had seen a person that was gray. The woman hadn't drank water in 20 years. It showed up in her... <laughs> it showed up in her life. Are you listening to me? There are things that show up in my life because I had a cycle that I didn't break. Are you listening to me? So we have to shatter some patterns. When I persist, I have an empowerment to resist. I have a posture that I can resist it. Not in my own power, might, and ability, but when I know who I am and whose I am, I have an empowerment to resist it. And it said the devil will flee in agony. Oh, God, I love that. The devil flees in agony. Here's my five points. Oh, I'm out of time. Here's my five points. I'm closing right here anyway, though. You have to engage the principle of meditation. What you think about over and over again, that's what meditation is. Meditation is not yum, yum. That's not meditation. Meditation is what you, th- what you engage in your mind and what you think about over and over again. That is meditation. And Joshua chapter 1 talks about meditating and thinking thinking about things over and over again. So I have to get a principle from the word of God, and then I think about that principle over and over again. This word meditation comes from the word mutter, which means to chew it over and over again. This is what cows do. Cows chew their cud. You ever seen it? cows Cows are always chewing. They keep chewing, they get this grass, and they keep chewing it, and then it goes through all of these different stomachs. They regurgitate it and chew it again. That's what you have to do with the Word of God. It's not a one and done. you got to listen to the Word over and over again. You've got to set in your heart and your mind to listen to the Word of God at least an hour a day. Now, it doesn't have to be one hour all together, but listen to the word in the shower. Listen to the word on your drive time. Listen to the word on your break. Listen to the word on your re- when you go to the restroom. Listen to the word over and over and over because now you're meditating. I'm thinking about it. You don't leave church and can't, can't even remember what the preacher said. You've got to be able to meditate on the principles from the word of God. Remember, Jesus was talking to the people that believed in him. And then he told them, you've got to embrace what I teach. 
And you've got to embrace the truth from the word of God. Embrace means I've got to grab a hold of it. I've got to cling to it. I've got to hold it close to my bosom. When I do that, when I meditate, when I begin to think about it over and over again, I listen to the principles from the sermon, and I take the principles and I apply it in my life, and I see where I can take the word and apply it in my life. That is meditation. The second principle is saturation. Saturation means to drench. You got to drench, just soak yourself in it. Just soak, just drench, just drown in it. When you pour the word of God and the principles of God in your life, it will drown fear out of your life. When you drench yourself in the word of God and you listen and you find a, have you ever listened to a sermon and you listen to that thing over and over again or maybe you ever had a favorite song and you put that song on repeat, 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 repeat. That is what saturation is. Repeat, repeat, repeat. TJ and the worship team was singing rejoice and again, rejoice and again and again and again and again and saturate yourself with the word of God on your situation until the lies of the devil are drowned. You gotta drown the lies of the devil from the truth of the word of God. Number three, visualization. You got to visualize it. It has to be so real you can see it. Come on, have, have you ever done that before? Have you ever walked in a house and you redecorate the whole house? How? In your mind? Because you visualize it. You go to the store, you put a whole outfit on. Whatever, without ever going to the fitting room. You're looking at this blouse and the shirt and the shoes and, ooh, and I got earrings at home. You have already visualized it. Come on, you've got to visualize the principle of the word of God. You've got to see it before you see it so you can see it. You've got to see yourself free. Are you, am I making faith to anybody? Number four, verbal, verbalization. You've got to say it. You gotta confess it. Confession brings possession. You've got to speak it over and over again. Have you ever done it before? Yeah, I'm about to get a new car. You ain't even been to the car dealership yet. But you're already already verbalizing it. This is my year. This is the year of manifestation. I'm getting a new job this year. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna have six uh, six figures by the end of this year. You gotta keep saying it. Over and over and over again. And here's the thing. When you first say it, the devil going to be like, you lying. No, when I agree with the word of God, God and I are the majority. And I get to say it over and over again because faith is the substance of things. Hope for the evidence of things not seen. I don't have to see anything before I say it. And I can say it over and over and over. Hallelujah. And then number five, you got to internalization. You got to internalize it. Because we all believe that the word of God is true. We all believe and agree that God can do anything. We all agree with that, right? But do you agree with it for yourself? We believe that God can do anything, but then when you get a situation, you panic. Panic demonstrates that you really don't trust God that he'll do it for you. You believe he'll do it for Brenda. You believe he'll do it for Carolyn. But when you get a doctor's report, you panic, go start raving mad because you believe it's true, but you've not internalized it for yourself. You've got to be solidly convinced that with his stripes, we were healed. With his stripes, we are healed. 
with his stripes. I'll be here. I miss heal. You've got to internalize it. Remember I said put your own name in scripture. Put your own name right there and make the scripture personalized to you and your family. All my children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be the peace of TJ, Essence, Gabe, Gabby, Vance, Jessica, Taj, Izzy, Judah, Zion, Vance the second, Carson, and baby Kirkwood. And it is so. Amen. Amen and amen. How do I say it with such bold confidence? I've internalized that thing. They will be blessed. Favor is upon my family, their children, their children, and their children down to a thousand generations. I believe it and I receive it because I've meditated, I've saturated, I've visualized it, I've verbalized it, and I've internalized it. It's five principles. And with those five principles, I can grab it. Come on, it's a five. I can grab it. Come on, grab it by faith. You clasp it with your arms. You press it to your bosom. You hug it. You gladly receive it. You willingly and eagerly accept it. You adopt it. You adapt it. You grasp it. You cling to it. You clutch it. You grab it. You seize it. You adhere to it. You cherish it. You cleave to it. And you be true to it. Because amen, amen, and amen, it is so persist and resist in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah, somebody. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. We will shatter patterns. And this time will be different in Jesus' I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church. We're a family.